0: This episode has been brought to you by LimitlessMushrooms.com. For all your therapeutic psychedelic mushrooms, please go visit LimitlessMushrooms.com and use code QAH10 for a discount on all your products. Thank you so much for joining us here, everybody at Queer at Heart. And today on the show, we have uh, Denis Leblanc. Did I say that right?
1: Yeah, you added a little, little like, uh, accent to it, and I like that. Yeah. Well, you but know... ...is what you can call me, Dunic, Dunic, Leblanc, Dunic.
0: <laughs> well, you know my roots are, from, uh, my roots are from, uh, from Lebanon, so French is second language there. Um, How
1: would you say Dunic in a very Arabic way?
0: Uh, I don't know, because I don't speak French, but I, I, I don't know. But I'll find out for you, and I'll get back to you, though. <laughs>
1: Do you want to know a funny story, actually, quickly, not to interrupt you, but um, actually, so when I first was coming out in the scene in music, I called myself Neek, because I actually have a tattoo on my wrist that says N-E-E-K, because N-E-E-K was my childhood nickname, and the long story short is apparently Neek means to, like, fuck in Arabic. Oh, Neek.
0: Neek. Yes, Neek is fucking Arabic.
1: And Nikkei in French is also that as well. So when I was coming out on the scene as Nick, people were like, <laughs> so people would be like, ah, I don't know if you want to go under that name. So, that, yeah. And I don't think that was the appropriate. Thing. I
0: think yeah. it's a catchy name, and uh, you'll get a lot of people listening, actually. If you just oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Maybe I should just change my music style and go down a different route.
0: <laughs> well, listen, thank you so much for, like, being here, agreeing to be on the show today, because... Thank you. Yeah, so you're a, Canadian, uh, you're a Canadian singer, artist, and you grew up in the East Coast. Um, you were heavily involved uh, in Celtic music, in the Celtic music scene. You began produ- producing music at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, your last project you worked on was called Finally Free, which was also a video, correct? Mm-hmm. And you've been doing RuPaul's Drag Concerts in LA, New York, UK. You've been doing a lot of awesome shit uh, and it's, been a, it's
1: been a crazy year definitely the it's been so fun and kind of what i always wanted to do
0: and you look amazing in your in your video for those who have not listened to finally free please go and listen and download it and buy it or whatever you like buy it and <laughs> listen to it because it's a beautiful video and the message is um so real you know oh
1: yeah thank you thank you yeah it was it was a really fun project i Um, it was also the first time I feel like my music got put me in a place of vulnerability and it was, uh, you know, I think there's like a very stereotypical kind of music video formula. And I wanted to step outside of that and really explore, um, sort of the small town experience of moving to a big city and how that relates to interage relationships in same sex couples and that kind of thing. And so, um, and finally free, I actually wrote on the spot. Um, I was working this, I was actually working on this, um, kind of like a minimum wage job It was like really a sketchy operation where i was at and (laughs) i was really it was a really a low point for me and and i was actually remembering looking at the um city skyscrapers in montreal and um i I constantly kept seeing this thing of like i'm finally free and there's a thrill inside me and like that constantly uh i was thinking like am i free am i actually happy here because i things in my life seem to have not really uh, expanded. So since those days, and I was able to get myself out of that, you know, that employment situation, uh, things have really expanded. And I wanted to kind of pay homage to that sort of struggle that I went through when I first moved to Montreal from Halifax.
0: Yeah. So can you you say that you did finally get free when you moved to the city, to the biggest city? Was it actually a free experience?
1: I think so, yeah, because there's it's more multicultural, and I just felt like I wanted to meet more people, and I wanted to uh, simply just uh, experience new flavors of ideas and uh, just interact with uh, people I may never otherwise have the chance to, to be with. And I feel like uh, a place like Halifax, for example, I love the Maritimes, and it's a beautiful place, but there is some sort of safety or security there mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily have in a big city, and I, I do oh, yeah. like... I like the adrenaline rush of being kind of uncomfortable and being, <laughs> you never know what can happen. So uh, yeah, Montreal for me has been a definitely a freeing experience. I, I don't think after what I've seen in Montreal and what I've done, I, I don't think I could ever return um, to like, I could never return to safety if that makes sense. But I also, I think I'm sure that people are growing in different ways in the East coast as well. So, and I, I love my East coasters. So.
0: Yeah, and I can relate because I come from a smaller city as well. Where are you from? Well, I grew up, I was born and raised in London, Ontario up until 17 years ago. So I moved here 17 years ago. So I totally get what you mean. Um, And being an artist... you know both of us, but especially you. Uh, you know you just you're just able to you know go that further, go that distance, and express yourself in a bigger city and reach have a bigger reach. So I understand mm-hmm. you know not being able to go back to that place. It's like you know you've well, extended. I think... Sorry, uh, go ahead. And
1: I think maybe yes, no, I cut you off actually, but yeah, I think you're right. It's like I when I look back at my experience in Halifax, I, I have such fond memories of the time I was there, but at the same time, I just wanted to sort of take it to a new level in a sense of like more cultural diversity, more, uh, of course my, my dad being from Quebec was allowing me to, you know, uh, highlight my French side and to practice that sort of, uh, life and that way of living. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I, maybe I'll go back to Halifax in the future, but for now I'm really loving this uh, multicultural uh, vibe in the city, and, and a, certainly the exchange of ideas with people I would have otherwise never met.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we all know Montreal is a fantastic city. You know, we all love Montreal. It's Good. the closest thing we it's get to Europe. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so it's really it's a truth. You know, uh, especially at a time like this. Um, so you're working on your second album right now, right? Ooh,
1: yeah, it could be. Can we talk about? I'm always working.
0: Do you want to talk a um, little I'm, bit about that? I'm always working.
1: All I can say is I'm always working, and I'm very excited for what the future holds. Yeah. But I, I will not. I will not say anything about
0: it. You will not say a word. Okay, fine.
1: I I, I prefer because, and I, I think the work. I, I think it's more exciting when it's a surprise. So whether it comes out next year six months from now five years from now like whichever one it is
0: or you I drop like it the same it, night like beyonce something like that <laughs>
1: maybe maybe that's what it is i at this point who knows but i like to keep the mystery because i i think also within the social media era everything's so quick and fast and everything's spoiled and uh, yeah. that everything is it's this my singles next week and then it's just like a constant uh sort of tunnel of just constant media thrown at people and so uh, I think that's why I enjoy pulling away from it and really taking my time on my work so that when it comes out, it'll be a nice surprise where I haven't, I haven't led up to it. I haven't spoken about it, so, but, but I am always working on something.
0: Well, you know, I, I, completely, I respect that, that you're taking time away in order to create space to be more creative. And this is like, I think it's one of the things you were talking to me about is you're exploring negative effects of social media right now. Mm-hmm, definitely. Okay. I think, Can we well, get I into think, that more?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that, for me, I, I, the thing that it's, I struggled with, I think, the most in the past three years since my career started kind of blossoming and I was traveling more is uh, I just, I love to make art because I love making art. I love making the costumes because I, I enjoy the process and I enjoy um spending a hundred hours in front of the computer and sometimes like wanting to like smash it or something. But I, I enjoy these, the the whole spectrum of the creative process. Right. Which is not, it's very like, it's always challenging. I'm always Mm -hmm. very challenged, but, um, for me what the weirdest thing about that was this societal pressure to feel like I had to share what I was doing and I had to feel, um, I, I, I was made to feel that I, I needed to like show the behind the scenes and needed to um, constantly be updating people and I think once I realized that people are just consuming media at such a fast pace and it doesn 't matter who it is, um, it was able, I was able to step, take a step back and realize like, hey, when I disappear from these platforms, like no one gives a shit like when, I, when really no one cares because when I 'm ready with something great it 's going to come out. Uh, and I'd rather spend the time instead of scrolling. Um, and, like, if I'm being honest, I'd rather spend the time putting energy into my work instead of, like, reading what so-and-so is doing. So for me, it's been a huge kind of revelation since COVID is, like, I, the people I care about and the the, the people I actually want to know what they're doing, I'm already in touch with them because I'm calling them on the phone. But for everyone else, I, I don't really pay attention to that because I think you, it's really easy to become... Uh, lost in that and um, but in the same vein the pressure is so high because everyone thinks that like hey if I stop posting on these platforms am I relevant now which I think that for me it just is always about the love of the creation like I love making music I've always been a musician uh, you know first and foremost but the costumes and all the other stuff is Uh, just kind of a great bonus to that. But the core of it is I just make music for myself. And um, of course I want people to like it, but I have to, I have to look inwards first. And if I love it, I think other people will.
0: For sure. Absolutely. And and it keeps a little bit of a mystery as well. Like I feel like um, I was, I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago about that, about the difference between being an artist now and being an artist like 15, 20 years ago is that right now everybody knows what you're doing at every minute. It's like you're yeah. drinking a coffee, you're at a party, you're, you know, you're having lunch. Everybody needs to know, like, to the minute, like, really twice, three times a day what you're up to. And it kind of doesn't leave um, for any surprise.
1: Well, and I think it's, a, you know? it's kind of like delayed gratification. I remember as a kid, it's funny because as a kid, I was always the first one to want to open the Christmas presents two weeks before. Like, mm-hmm. I was always at the Christmas tree holding the boxes and shaking it and like ripping like a little piece off the gift. And as I age, it's kind of like metaphorically, it's like, that's how our society is. Like people are just constantly analyzing everything and uh, every, um, especially artists who are very uh, famous on those platforms, people are analyzing their every move. And is this a, is this a sign to something? Is this like people are really, really, overanalyzing these things and I just don't think that social media and all these things is in terms of longevity as a career is like not I don't think it's building careers that will last a lifetime I think that it's a really trendy thing where people are kind of obviously we're all addicted to it in some way uh, it impacts us every single day but I think yeah I think that the magic is gone when it's constantly um just like the the it's that societal pressure to be like hey look at me and look at me look what i'm doing and it, it, like if you're focusing so much on that time do you really have time to work on your stuff like it was only when i pulled away that i realized oh wow i'm spending a lot of time tweaking yeah. these images <laughs> and even
0: your phone like, tells oh, you your phone yeah. tells you your screen time you know you're like yeah. And,
1: and it's, and it's scary. Those numbers. I mean, I've had days where I've checked my phone and it's been <laughs> like, you've been on 10 hours today," and I'm like, Oh my God. Like, sorry. I, I know I that worked theory. for seven <laughs> hours. Yeah. I'm like, I worked seven hours today. How's that possible? Um, but that's what, I, yeah, I think that... You were live
0: streaming. You were on Instagram live streaming. So, yes, yeah, that's oh that's work. Yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish that was the case. No, but I, I really love, to, I love not to know what people are doing. And I don't really want to talk about my work and really dive into it so much to um, tell you what a song like Finally Free is exactly or to tell people what my music is because I think that people will... Um, people will form their own relationships to your work. And I want that fantasy and that magic that people feel if they interact with my work, I want it to be alive. I don't want to tell you what it is. I want you to make whatever it is, make it whatever you want it to be. So yeah, I think that people, um, but I don't blame people by the way. I think it's just culturally uh, the way that the Facebook algorithms and Twitter and Instagram, it really makes us believe that if we want to be somebody, we have to do it. But I'm more interested in looking at ways like how can I be a successful artist and not use these platforms? That's more innovative to me than anything.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you're like uh, one of the very few people who could, I feel, say that right now because everybody's using these platforms. And I think there's definitely something to be said about, you know, stepping away from it. And there's many artists who actually talk about this. And one of them, being i mean i'm not a huge miley cyrus fan but i was reading this I thing love miley. I love miley. yeah i i like her too a lot of her as a, I love her as a person i think she's awesome but she also pulled away from social media for a while okay. and she was saying you know i have to pull away because i'm creating an album right now okay. and nice. i believe she like disabled the account just to create that album people were just sort of like oh my god what are we gonna do now we don't know what miley cyrus is doing on a daily basis it's like well she just came out with a pretty cool album but i mean it takes it takes distancing yourself you know and finding a space that allows you to channel you know that creativity and so yeah I uh I think I admire you for doing that I really honor honor you for doing that because it's awesome and it's a great example for people to just step away and go create you know create the space it's
1: funny it's funny you're saying that though and I'm not calling you out but it's also I think it's a really crazy idea that we also have to commend people for being off of it like, that's, that's how you know it's, it's, a, really, it's a really uh, crazy situation where it is. people are like, wow, good work for not being on it. But the, the truth is, like, at a societal level, like, what does it say, you know, if we, we're living in this virtual world? Like, for me, if everything's virtual, then what is real? I do think, I remember I, I heard of this, uh, the Social Dilemma documentary, And so, uh, like I said, I don't really watch shows or series or whatever, but I did watch The Social Dilemma. But the one missing piece in that uh, documentary that I found is the takeaway of that film is, like, uh, shut your notifications off. Whereas I think the takeaway of that film should be, like, hey, look up. Like, look away from the screen. Look at your life. What is actually in front of you? Those are the things that, to me, now are more interesting. So it's, like, I... If I'm sewing at a sewing machine, I really want to, like, look at the needle and, like, look at the machine I'm using and not be constantly on my phone sidetracked. Like, if I'm sewing, I really want to sew.
0: Yeah, if being I'm, in that moment.
1: I want to be in that moment. I don't – and listen, I'm not trying to um, sound like I'm perfect. I, I'm on my phone at times for <laughs> hours at a time, but I'm, yeah. I'm conscious No, no, not that. at all. I get what I'm you're saying. i conscious that brainwashing of – of how much time I've put into like focusing on other people's lives and focusing on, and not even other people that are in my life, just people that I've never even heard of or don't know. And just like looking through their images. So I think it's, I, yeah, I think it's sad that we have to, like, it's a commendable thing to not be in the systems whereas like actually real life's happening and I feel like we're all missing it. And so I think for me, uh, missing just things as they happen and just like, at a grocery store, like, you know, like maybe a kind smile of smile someone passing me by in the aisle. Like if, if I'm not, if I'm just on my phone, I'm going to miss out on all these small, like beautiful things in life. So mm, um, I, I agree. I think I, so my, so I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know that the next phase of my career, I don't want to be on in front of a computer. I mean, the creation of it is fully in front of a computer. So once it's the next, whatever I do is finished, I want to just be like, living my life and and taking it to people in the flesh if possible
0: yeah no i agree with that i think it's uh i think it's a it's it's almost the next logical like i mean how far how much further can we go with social media and it does take us away from the moment you know it does take us away from being mindful of what we're doing and so um i think it's a really great example and the reason why i commend you for it and i know you i know what you're saying is like oh we shouldn't have to commend people is because there's just so much pressure the pressure's on and good for you and good for anybody for all like you know for removing ourselves because the pressure becomes less and less the more you remove yourself it's like drinking
1: who is the who is the pressure coming from that's the question yeah
0: yeah no for sure i think
1: because because i think i think the i think there is some sort of um I can say, at least with myself, there was some sort of delusion there, where there was a point where I thought, I thought like, oh, I, I'm starting to get this following, I'm starting to do these things, but just the concept of like following, yeah. I really don't want people to follow my life. I want people to follow my uh, my art, but mm. the truth is, is that no one's ever been following my life. But it, the algorithm kind of plays with your head to think that you have these followers or these things. It's yeah. like who cares about know you? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. people like, like at best, I can say people have seen me. Mm-hmm. Some people might think I'm creative. <laughs> mm-hmm. and some people might like my music. That's as far as it goes. Like there's no one thinking about what Danique's doing today.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: there's yeah. No, I mean, it may, maybe if I disappear for like, let's say like a year on social media, I'll yeah. say like, where is he? But other than that, I like it does I think that's what the pressure comes from that delusion of thinking yeah. that people really care about what you're doing in this virtual space. Whereas like, I'm very active in my real life, talking to just my friends and calling them. And, and though everyone I'm close with knows what I'm doing. Yeah. We've, we've actually like had the conversation. So um, yeah, it's, I don't blame people, but it, it plays with your head. And I, for a long time I thought, like, wow, like I'm on, I'm on the come up here. I'm really working things now. And I just realized now, like, actually i've always been the same artist it's just more people m- might know about me through these platforms but mm-hmm. um there's got to be a, a more um a more efficient way to do it um instead of like spending my time in front of a screen i don't know.
0: i think so i think so i, I think we'll i think it's very I possible it well yeah no i think it's possible and i think that platforms like this i don't know if we consider the social media i don't i don't but I mean, platforms like this, where we're talking about the art, where we're having, you know, interactive conversations about the yeah, art. This is, engaging. This, this, this is engaging. This is great. This is lovely. So yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. And I, I'm totally with you when it comes to yeah, social media and um, yeah, no, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I just think it's like, I think it's, it's the expi expiration of it mm-hmm. is so evident to me. Like if, yes. if you've built, and I might be really wrong. So if I, I could be completely wrong and, that's fine for me. But I, I think that if like for people who've built their entire career based on just like images and like a modified version of their, you know, real lives, uh, I, I, I sometimes like wonder how that's going to be in like 20 years, you know, with government taking internet control or something like that. Like we never know uh, how things can change. So at the end of the day, like, I just say like, Oh, fuck, wait, my headphones fell out. Um, I just say um, <laughs> create for, create for yourself and and share it in the best ways you can but remember that um life in the flesh is just so much more interesting than a life in front of a screen and that's coming from years of being in front of a screen
0: yeah and yeah no and and it's completely uh true it's going 100 true because you know i i saw your i saw your uh social media um maybe once or twice, and I actually thought you might have an accent. So, like, imagine, I thought you might have, like, this French accent, and I'm meeting you right now, and you don't. So, you know what I mean? It's just the, the, the illusion you create about people on social media is so big, so vast. When
1: it's, yeah, and it's so... And I think it's also quite blinding as well, because I think you can form these sort of... Um, I mean, I think the imagination, like, hu- the human imagination is awesome in a lot of ways, but I think it becomes... It becomes a, a crazy war zone of like what is real anymore like what is real if, if we don't know what is modified who's what how like how can we have conversations that actually uh, mean something or how can we create art that's gonna actually have value in society and culture but that that being said, I'm all about fantasy and, and like fictional storylines and, and like weird photo editing and all that. So I'm all about using your imagination in like crazy ways. But I think it also does create this more challenging atmosphere where I don't think anyone can tell anymore what is what, because we're just fed so much information in, in a day that I think the human brain is bombarded by like constantly being like, is that real, is it not? Is that really how tall this person is? Is it not, like we don't know.
0: It's almost disappointing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like so disappointing for people because when you see people, when they see people on, on social media and, and they create this image and this illusion and then, you know, of who this person is and they see them in an the interview or talking even in video, it becomes very disappointing to people because their illusion becomes busted sometimes. And, you know, um, yeah, it's very, it is very superficial and very vain in so many ways. And so I'm really happy that, um, there are people like you who are moving away from it because well, I think, I, think that's
1: very- I, I would say that it's, it's like it's both things. I think it can be. I think it depends on in which way you use it. I mean, yeah. it can, I think it can be superficial. It can also be really great in the sense of like connecting with old friends. Uh, I've oh, just and been and I've been inspired, and of course, you have, I'm sure, by so many different pages. But um, I, I, do, I just wonder the expiration of it long term, how it's going to affect the world. But I personally. Uh, I think it's like more interesting to meet artists in a way that's like not conventional now. Like I want to, I want to just see like, how can I make a music career happen, but not not have to rely on um, sort of sharing details about my life that I don't want people to know or that, or just details of my life that are just like for me to experience.
0: Yeah. Keeping it about the art. Yeah.
1: well, Well, I think that's, yeah, ultimately that's my goal. But also my goal is just to make really like my only dream in my life is to create really beautiful, beautiful textured art that's innovating and that people find engaging and fun. Like that's the only thing I want in my life. Like that's my number one purpose is just to create magic and hope that people feel that.
0: I think people do actually. And I think that you're doing a really good job at it because oh, I've, I've been watching your videos yeah. and I, and, um, finally free and harmonize, which is the most recent one you have out yeah. and the images, the images are beautiful. Oh, so, thank you. um, so thank you for that, Danique. Uh, uh, thank you. You're very welcome. Before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to share with us? About, or, uh, like you know, you said you're off to do a new album right now, so what we could expect it in six months, a year, however long. Um, but are you going to keep putting out at least some singles, just like you did with Harmonize? No.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. No. <laughs> no, I, I won't. I, um, yeah, I really. I, so here's what I'll say. Um, I had such a great three years. And mm-hmm. the speed of, at which things accelerated was really amazing, super cool uh, experience. Um, but I'm in a mode right now where I just want to take time to myself and to focus on, um, yes, focus on the aspects of the new work. But I, I believe in bodies of work. I think that um, I want to take time because I think that the, if I'm being honest, I think the trap of the singles game is that it gets really difficult when you're, releasing single and this is just my opinion so this might be totally opposite for like another artist but for me i think that um i think in putting singles it's just delaying or it's like putting energy into something that's not actually like a full body of thoughts or a full experience i don't think you can get enough of an audio experience in just three minutes Mm -hmm. i don't think i can bring people into a universe um, like I did with my first album, Shape One, which was I don't know, I can't remember like sixty five minutes or something of like a full hour of, you know, I, I think that that in order to invite people and to curate uh, this sort of whatever it is you're envisioning, I think it's better to have a full body of work uh, prepared. But that's also means it's a lot more difficult um, because it's it's a lot of work and um,
0: so time consuming, and it's so much I more exciting.
1: It. but it's but it's exciting, but it's it's really challenging. Like it really, puts my mind especially with digital music and production I mean there's not even I feel like the queer production world is so small it's such mm-hmm. a like a hetero male dominated industry
0: percent. Oh, um, yeah.
1: and so for me diving into those technical things it just allows me to understand and appreciate a body of work so much more and that's why anytime an artist drops an album I'm always so going to be so supportive of it because I know what kind of energy and uh, emotion and stuff like that goes into it, and me being currently in uh, production for the next creation, it's um, it's highlighting a lot of that. And and I think it ne- the interesting thing too is it never gets easier. So for me, I'm always kind of blown away at how um, how I'm constantly learning new things and taking in new technological information and and learning about different ways to make sound manipulate in a certain way and and then that plus the like the added costume and imagery the album cover and all these things those that's my favorite my favorite things to do but um yeah I think for me it's like I'm at the stage where I'm just uh focusing solely on creating something really magical and I um I just want to create something that I really believe in and i'm hoping that if i believe in it then um people may or may not believe in it as well but um
0: well at the very least it takes you to believe in it for anybody to believe in it right so um you know and and i I think think that's yeah i think that's i think that's so uh, important and um also um my god i had a second thought and i totally forgot go ahead though continue I (laughs) yeah 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 I,
1: i think that in general um yeah just sticking to your guns is the ultimate thing i mean i've always been so uh i think people might assume that i might be quite extroverted but i'm very introverted in a lot of ways i think I personality, can that. in personality wise maybe like I, I have a loud voice so i think people think that i am like i love to be crazy but um i i actually prefer to just like sit with my thoughts and sit with my work and um and let it kind of organically flow out of me. Like I, I the, and the, the real truth is the reason I can't talk about anything I'm working on is because I don't even know what it's going to be like, what it is Fair today, enough. what it is today. might like I can tell, I could theoretically tell you what my work sounds like today, mm-hmm. but in, in a year I might talk to you in a year and it might be completely not what it was today. But um, that's the, that's the thing I'm excited about is just always staying curious about like, what are my vocal cords going to do now? Like what, what sort of violin textured sound can I create? What, you know, it's like this, I'm more, I feel like in a way, not to say like I am my own biggest fan, but I'm like the most curious person about my work. Like I'm always curious to see in what way does this thing evolve and in what ways. And projects like Harmonize, which I was my most recent one, um, that was an example of like something that just flowed very naturally There was no second guessing. It was just all like one take, do this thing, Mm. put it out there. And um, that's what's fun. I'm still discovering myself what it's going to be. So uh, yeah, I think that it's I think keeping the, the secret alive is really what makes it fun
0: yeah well uh, i have fun watching your stuff and i'm sure that everybody else is gonna have you know hopefully equal amount of fun because it's awesome stuff and <laughs> oh, one you. one question i want to ask you is this have you always done costume like since because i know you started making music at 16 have you always been in costume or has that been something that's come up for you in the last decade or so
1: yeah i definitely uh, i think when i was uh probably 14 i always definitely wore unusual clothings or or I was always attracted to things that were uh, particularly different. Or I really love that um, it it might, I don't know where it comes from in my body, but if I haven't seen something, I'm really excited about it. So um, the costume, so I would go to uh, like vintage stores when I was in high school and, and try on all these like very bizarre um, things. And I remember I wore this green Uh, this green blazer in one of my videos when I was 16 I was doing I think it was like a what the hell song was that anyways it was some cover song and I wore this really weird blazer and everyone gave me a lot of shit for it they're like "Ah, it's weird it's really like alien Um, (laughs) and uh yeah people were really my extended family was like what the f and um yeah and then basically it just over time uh I just started experimenting um with different shapes, like I actually would cut out cardboard. I started getting into like cardboard and seeing what shapes could be um, made with that. But then it wasn't until I think 2017 that I actually purchased a sewing machine, an industrial machine and wanted, like I always dreamed of this, uh, these, the potential in costumes, but I didn't know how to do it. And I always was like waiting for someone to knock on my door and say like hey here's a costume which of course we know we all know that's you know when you think of an idea it's like it's really not going to happen until i do it yeah and so i bought a sewing machine and then yeah um i had a little bit of a like a one session with a, a really cool seamstress in and fashion designer in montreal and he gave me like the the start uh, to go he Jean McCasse, he's amazing and he gave me uh kind of the first skills to do it and then I started sewing these kind of like uh shape very like shapey um kind of two almost 2d costumes like Mm. I I was really inspired by like Paper Mario and Nintendo and that's awesome we started and so yeah so then basically since then it's just me evolving and now I'm Uh, I'm working with a designer from Cirque du Soleil who worked for 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. This was actually created with uh, Peter McNaughton from Cirque du Soleil. And so. That's so cool. And so, yeah, yeah. And so I've like kind of intersected into the circus world, except I can't do any somersaults or
0: anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like
1: I can play the fiddle in the background, but, um, but yeah, so in general costume, yeah, the costume design has been a lot of fun, but it just, it really allows me to live this fantasy and to, um, there's something sort of magical about it that makes me feel alive and it makes me, um, there's like such a beauty to it. And and I think I'm, I'm kind of, I, if I'm thinking of the future, like I'm always trying to see how it evolves, but there's no destination with my image. Like it's always going to change. I don't think there's, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm kind of like, I want to experiment with something and, realize that character and then like allow it kind of like a Pokemon, just allow it to keep evolving. Um, so, so yeah, but I definitely love exploring different materials and especially things that are like not typical, like plastic or metal or.
0: What? What? Those aren't real bubbles. Is that what you're telling me right now?
1: Oh, I, I just got out of the shower
0: actually.
1: <laughs> In the I got out of the bathtub and here I am
0: well like listen like i want to just say thank you for creating this magic and this like you know this 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 magical fictional whatever it is you do because you bring us into it as well so when we're watching we're actually becoming a part of it so thank you for that
1: i'm glad to hear it and i that's the thing i just if i can um it's not necessarily about inspiring people but i think that uh if you have a certain fantasy in your life that you want to live in whatever way possible, live live it up. Live your best damn life. You only live once. So, you know, life's life's really too short to be boring.
0: I I couldn't agree more. So uh listen, thank you so much for being on the thank show. You. Thanks for having and me. It was a lot of fun. You're so welcome. And we'll do this again. So like when you come out with something new, promise me you're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about your projects.
1: Sounds good. Yeah. I, okay. if, if and when that happens, I will absolutely come back.
0: <laughs> all right, cool. So um, thank you, everybody, for joining us here at Queer at Heart, So stay tuned um, for all of Danique LeBlanc's projects, music, art, and uh, yeah, keep an eye out.
1: Can't wait. <laughs> See you later.
0: Ciao.